God's worthiness is not predicated on the kind of day I had. God remains altogether worthy of my worship no matter what kind of day I had. No matter what I'm going through or not going through. He is altogether worthy. I don't know what you're going through, possibly. Uh, It's possible you don't know what I'm going through right now. But I'm standing here and I'm telling us, and I think I have some agreement here tonight, that He's worthy of our worship. Praise God. He hung on a cross in my place. He's healed me. He's restored me. He's delivered me. He's saved me. He's provided all of my needs. Praise God. He is altogether worthy tonight. Let's pray. I hope we came expecting tonight. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is here. He's present with His people tonight. Thank God for that. Lord Jesus, You're an awesome God. I am so thankful for the manifestation of Your presence here tonight. That You are a God that is here. That is present with His people. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I thank You for Your so great faithfulness to us. You are faithful to Your people. Faithful to the covenant promises that You've given us in Your Word. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We thank You, Lord, for the opportunities that You're presenting to us. The open doors that You're manifesting in our lives. I pray, God, that You would give us boldness and courage and strength to walk through these doors that You have opened in our midst. Hallelujah, Jesus. And having walked through them, that You would work wondrously, miraculously, gloriously on the other side. Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray for our service this evening that Your name would be magnified, that Your name would be worshipped and glorified here tonight, that You would use Your servant mightily and wondrously Make her to become your your mouthpiece, your oracle to us. Help us, Lord, to receive the word of truth. Help us to receive revelation tonight, to be doers and not hearers only. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We will worship you. We will magnify the name of the Lord our God tonight because you are worthy. You are altogether and absolutely worthy of all worship and all praise, all glory and all honor. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I am so in awe of You. I am overwhelmed with Your presence here tonight. I magnify You. I worship and I praise You. I laud and I magnify You. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are worthy. You are a worthy God. You are worthy of all my worship. You are worthy of all my praise. You are worthy of my full and complete attention tonight. You have captured my full attention. You enrapture me. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are an awesome God. You are a magnificent, glorious God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's continue to worship God as Sister Rudy comes tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. We will laud and magnify You. We will worship and praise You. Thank You, Jesus, for Your faithfulness to us tonight. Thank You, Jesus, that You hung on a cross in my place and that You saved my soul. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus, for all that You have in store for us tonight.
Praise God. Praise God. None but you, Jesus, and all the earth, there's none but you. We glorify you, Jesus. We lift up your name, Jesus. Help us to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, O God. Let the events of the day be washed away, O God. We plead your blood in Jesus' name. Let the King of Glory come in. Come in, King of Glory. Come in, Lord of hosts. You're strong. You're mighty. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're the Prince of Peace. You are the righteous judge. There's none like you in all the earth, O Lord. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. None but you, Jesus. None but you. None but you. Kinikatiya tahaya toyita kasita tahaya. Sasata tahaya toyita katiya. Kinisatiya tahaya toyita kasita. Heyoto kohita tahaya. Yeoto sotiya. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Kimikatiya Tahaya. The Lord, the blessing of the Lord is going to be upon you tonight. I bless you in the name of the Lord. And that's found in one, Psalm 129.8. Thank you. I want to give honor to Brother Becker, to Brother Parker, to Brother DeMuth. I want to thank my secretary for helping me, Sister DeMuth. It takes a village. And I want to give you honor and those that are listening because it does take a village. And you guys can be seated. And uh, I'm so glad for what Brother Becker said because, you know, worship. We don't worship God for what he does. We worship him for who he is. And when you worship, it attracts the angels and it gets God's attention. And I was going to say that before Brother Becker did, but thank you, Brother Becker, (laughs) for that intro. Because it is true, and we want to attract God. We want to attract those angels. And I'm just going to ask you tonight to be present because the Lord wants to speak to you. I don't know how far I'm going to get because the more I've been thinking about this and praying about this and the Lord's gotten this into my spirit. And if you can only remember two things tonight, there's two things I want you to remember. One thing is that the Lord is our shepherd and sheep have a relationship with their shepherd. It's a relationship. And the other thing I want you to remember is his sheep hear his voice. So we're going to start with Luke 15, 4 through 5. We're going to read a few scriptures and then we're going to go from there. So what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, doth not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness, go after that which was lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he'll lay it on his shoulders, rejoicing. 
You know, when I was thinking about this scripture, I was thinking about that poem, um, Footsteps in the Sand, and I don't know the poem, but I've read it many times where they talk about Jesus, we were walking together, and then we... I saw two footprints, and then I saw one. And when I think of that, and the Lord said, well, I was carrying you. This is what I picture in my mind, the shepherd carrying that sheep. I'm going to read John 10:11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. 1 Peter 2:25. For you were as sheep going astray, but now are returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your soul. 1 Peter 5, 4. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall rejoice. You shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. And then Hebrews thirteen twenty. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. And you can be seated. So when I was starting to think about this, and when I started to look up all the scriptures about Jesus being our shepherd, I didn't realize how many scriptures were in there. I mean, you go to the New Testament, And there are so many scriptures. These are just a few. And when I read this in Hebrews, now I know I have read this before, but that blood covenant. I remember Brother Becker talking about it. I just talked about it with Tammy in our Bible study. That blood covenant was when you would cut your arm and they would cut their arm and you'd mingle your blood That covenant was forever, and it extended onto your relatives, too. God's a covenant-keeping God, so he is still our shepherd. That has never been broken. The other thing I want you to remember is sheep and cattle are not the same. And I was going to make some references to when I was growing up, and there were TV programs, and they were black and white about rawhide. When I think of cattle drives, I think of rawhide. Well, nobody's going to know that except for a few of us. But I, yeah, you remember that? Well, I did watch a documentary about um, a family in Alaska, which I didn't really know that people would raise cattle in Alaska. And um, his father, his grandfather came from Sweden when the Nazis were starting to take over. So they escaped to Alaska, and they had this homestead. So it was about this family, and they were raising cattle. So in the summer, they would have to take the cattle to summer pastures because they had to, all the grass and hay that they were growing, they had to keep that for the winter. So they were pretty close to the ocean. So when they drove the cattle, they would have to wait until the tide was out and then they would drive, they had like a day or two to get these cattle to the summer pastures. And they, w- they only had a short period of time to get them from the ocean to different ground. And they would drive them. And they would, they would be on horses and they would be driving them. And they would, come on, we got to go and we only have so much time. Because they had done it so much, they knew that they only had so much time. 
And then once they got to dry onto the dry ground, they also had many rivers to cross. And sometimes they were swollen, depending on how much ice and snow they had had that year. And so they would drive them, and they would have to find a particular spot where they could go so that they wouldn't drown, and it was less deep. And they would be driving these cattle and driving the, the calves with them. And, but you know what? You can't drive sheep. You're going to kill them if you drive them. You know what? And I'm just going to tell you right now, sheep cannot make it on their own. They are dependent on that shepherd, and he doesn't leave them. The sh- it, and you know what? And this is the thing I want you to remember, too. It's a relationship. Every day, that shepherd is with those sheep. And a relationship doesn't mean I spend five minutes, 30 minutes in prayer, and then I go off and do my day. A relationship means he's constantly there with me. And I need to be aware that my shepherd is there with me, that he loves me, that he's trying to speak to me because his sheep hear their voice. You know, when... When Jesus, after he resurrected, and the disciples went out fishing, and he was on the shore, and he fixed them some fish, and they came back, and he said to Peter, three times. Now, I've heard people say, well, he said it three times because Peter denied him three times. But I think he said it three times because there was a point to it. Peter, do you love me? Yes. Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Three times after Peter said he loved the Lord, the Lord said, feed my sheep. Because he knew the characteristics of sheep. He knew they were, would de- be dependent on the shepherd. We can't make it without him. We need to know his voice. There are so many voices out there. And that's why we need to bring into captivity Every thought to the obedience of Christ. If you don't have that memorized, you need to memorize it. Even when I was teaching in Sunday school, Jesse, and I don't know if you remember this, but when we talked about warfare and putting on the armor of God, the battle is in the mind. That's where it all begins. It starts here, and it ends up getting here. Because what you think is what you end up doing you end up being. Those thoughts cause you to react. It brings up emotions in you. We need to bring them into captivity. If we do not have the luxury to let our minds wander hither and thither over hill and dale to think about whatever we want to think about, we do not have that right. We need to bring them into captivity because we have a shepherd that's trying to speak to us And he cannot get through if we are constantly thinking or worrying or, you know, and I get it. It it takes discipline. But I have been learning over these last five or six years, bringing those thoughts into captivity, even if you're at work, wherever you are. And I know sometimes it just takes concentration. But then you go back and you're like, okay, shepherd, what are you trying to say to me today? What do I need to learn? You know, why, why am I feeling this way? Or, or what are you speaking to me? Because sometimes when he speaks to me, it's like you're speaking to me and I hear it loudly. But sometimes it's just something quiet. And I need to be able to listen and to be obedient to it. 
because he's taking me someplace. He's leading me someplace. He's trying to teach me and guide me, and I need that. So now we're going to go to the 23rd Psalm. And the 23rd Psalm is really about the characteristics of God, who he is. Everything I need, everything I need, I will find in Jesus. He's everything I need. That's why I need to learn about him. That's why I need to listen to my voice, to his voice. That's why I need to read his word and just let it saturate. You know, when I pray and I pray, I pray every day. I plead the blood over myself. I pray on the armor of God. And when I pray on that girdle of truth, I say, Lord, let your word be like that anointing oil, that it would just saturate my being. Like they poured over those priests from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. It needs to saturate. It needs to be a part of me. Because it's his word. He's the word. So everything I need, I will find in Jesus. So if you've got your paper, and I am not a Hebrew scholar, so I am going to do my best to pronounce these words. And if they're wrong, just have grace and look him up on the, and maybe Google can give you a better translation than me. But anyway, he is Jehovah who sent you. Jehovah, my maker. He made me. He created me. Everything, everything that you see, he created. Or he made the ability for it to be created. He's all that I need. There's nothing else I need but him. He is my maker. He is my creator. He has made me. He has made my world. The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. Jehovah Rohi, my shepherd, he keeps me. He feeds me. He's my best friend. And I'm not going to have need of anything. He's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. The Lord will provide. The Lord knows what I need. Now, there are, there's a difference between needs and wants. And if you go to under other countries that are third world, you're going to get a quick revelation of what is a need and what is a want. Of course I want to be comfortable. But he said he would give us food and raiment. He gives us a place to, to live. But you know what? Maybe the food isn't what you want. But he's given you food to eat today. I thank you, Lord, for the food I had to eat today. Maybe the raiment. You know, some of the clothes in my closet, I am not kidding, are 20 years old or older. I still like them. They haven't worn out. He provides for me. They might not be the latest fashion, but that's okay. I don't care. I don't go by Hollywood anyway. I go by what is appropriate. I go by what I feel comfortable in, what he has provided for me. I will always have enough. You know, when you pray, when you speak to your shepherd, you know, the sheep don't go and say, okay, you know what, shepherd, 
I don't want to go to that pasture today. We were there yesterday and the day before. I don't want to go there. I want to go here. That's the pasture I want to go to. But the shepherd is like, no. If you go there again, there won't be any more food. Because when sheep eat, they pull up the roots of the grass, of the plants that they eat. So that's why they have to go from pasture to pasture. They don't say to him, I don't want to go there. I like that pasture over there. They know his voice. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen it, and it's a sight to see. And the, the video I saw was like in the Middle East where they really still do have all these sheep. And a lot of times the shepherds go together and they put their sheep together and they just go because there's safety in numbers. But the sheep, they can call their sheep. They can whistle, they can call, and there's sheep that belong to them will come running. They'll divide off and they'll just go running to their shepherd because they're sheep and they know their shepherd's voice. We need to know his voice. We are living in perilous times, people. If you think it's going to get better, I'm sorry. I, I honestly don't think it will. Maybe it will. I pray that it does. But you need to hear his voice because we are going to need to know. He is going to give us instructions. There may come a time when we cannot meet in this building. In China, some of the times they can't meet. The Lord speaks to them and tells them where to go, individually as a group, where to go and meet. And the only way they can really worship and, and sing and praise like we do is when they're out in the mountains away from everything. We are going to need to hear his voice. He loves us. He wants to take care of us. He's going to provide for us. I know there are situations and circumstances in each one of our lives that affect us, but we need to bring it to him because he has the answers. It might not always look like what we want it to look like. Those sheep, they don't always want to go where he wants to go, but he's the shepherd and he has wisdom. He's their protector. He gives them what they have need of when they have need of it. He is their best friend. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. You know, when we were at ladies' conference, over and over and over, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, be still and know that I am the Lord. He has to lead us to those green pastures. There's our, you know what? I'm telling you right now, if I didn't know the Lord, I'd probably be a drinking woman. I don't know how people do it because there is so much fear, real or not real. That's what they're broadcasting is fear. Shortage of food, monkeypox. I don't know. I don't really listen to the news. I don't even know what's going on, but I do know those two things. Um, You know, and there's, there's so much need out there. You know, yesterday when I was coming to church, there were all these police cars pulled over for this one car. And there was a lady standing on the street and they were going through her car. And I don't know if it was drug related or not, but that's the sense I got from just everything that was going on. But why? Why are, why are people turning to drugs? Because they feel hopeless. And we, we have the answer for them. 
So we have to be sensitive to where God's leading us. In the grocery store, is he leading you to somebody? Is he leading you to that cashier? Is he leading to to some service person that you're talking to or like the DeMuth? He's leading them. People are hungry, but they just don't know what the answer is. And they're searching. That's why we have to be sensitive to his voice and to his spirit. I I can't get that out of my spirit. Because you know what? Yeah, I don't want those drug dealers out there. I want them off the streets. But you know what? They really need is Jesus. There are programs out there. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. It is an addiction. And it's horrible. They need God. My 16-year-old, soon-to-be 16-year-old granddaughter had a friend that committed suicide. That breaks my heart. Because there is always hope. The next year will not be the same as this year. The next day will not maybe be the same as the, next, as the day is. That's why we have to go to those green pastures. That's why we need to lay down by those still waters. He has to quiet us. We have to get all of that worldliness off us. We have to let all the day's events and all the situations wash off us so that we can listen to his voice, so that we can worship him for who he is. I wait upon the only, O Lord, for my expectation comes from you. My expectation comes only from the Lord. If you could only understand how much he loves you, how much he wants to speak to you, how much he wants to lead you and give you peace and joy. Whatever you have, we need to be grateful for it. We need to be thankful for what he's done for us. Sheep will not drink from a stream that is flowing and bubbling and from waterfalls. It has to be still. And if you can't quiet yourself, and it takes training, it takes training. How many times do I get up in the morning and, okay, thank you, Jesus, and so I'm sitting down and I just... and reading his word, and then, okay, this, this pops up. Yeah, i got to do this today. And Oh, no, Lord, I'm bringing into captivity every thought. I'm concentrating on you, Lord, because you have something for me today. You know, a relationship is not just speaking, but it's also listening. And it's listening throughout the whole day. So it's training. I, I want to drink. And what, what, what is our water? Isn't the Holy Ghost that living water? Didn't Jesus tell that woman at the well, I'll give you springs of living water? Yes, that's why we have the Holy Ghost. You don't speak in tongues just and just the, the first time when you get the Holy Ghost. It's renewing you. It's renewing your spirit. I want to drink at those wells. I want to wait upon him. I want to be patient. I want to hear that still, small voice. Because he... He is my shepherd. He gives me peace. He has to lead us beside those still waters. He is Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. He offers me a resting place, a shelter, away from all this stuff. He loves me. I can be luxurious 
I can, I can wait on him. It's like sometimes, not very often, but sometimes when I wake up, I'm just so cozy in my bed. It's like that. That's what I picture. I'm by those still waters, Lord. I'm waiting for you. I'm listening for your voice. You know, there's different sheep. What's the name? Is your name fearful? Much afraid? Envious? Jealousy? Or is your name peace? Oh, there goes faith. Oh, there goes peace. Oh, yeah, there goes my beloved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there goes faithful. What characteristics are you developing? What are you, what, what's in your spirit? He's calling you by name. He's saying, I got peace for you. I got joy for you. Yes, you will be my beloved. I love you. He is Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah my healer. He heals me. He heals your mind. He heals your soul. He heals your spirit. Maybe you don't need that, but I need that. There are things I get in my spirit. You know what? Everything is a test. Everything is a test. And Satan, you know, a lot of times he just uses people. And sometimes, recently something happened. Somebody I was very close to, I loved dearly, just spoke some words that really like were a knife to my heart. Not intentionally trying to kind of coach me or speak to me. And you know what? That just got in my spirit. And I'm like, Lord, I'm not going to carry that. But you know what? I carried it. I'm like, Lord, I'm not going to let that get in my spirit. This person had never spoke to me like this before. And I, Lord, it's a test. I know it's a test. I am not going to let that get into my spirit. It took a day and a half. It got out of my spirit. I said, I'm just not doing that. And it wasn't that person that was trying to do that. It was Satan using that. Because everything's a test. And you've got to be be preparing yourself. Be willing to say, God, what's in me? Every day I pray that prayer of repentance. What is in me? Because you know what? I don't know my own heart. But he knows it. And he is a holy God. And sin is not going to enter in there. So I have to be washed by the blood. Every single day I need to put it under the blood. And you know what happened? When I said, okay, when it got out of my spirit, that person came and apologized and said, you know what, I should have never spoke to you like that. You know, I just, I don't know what got over me. I'm so sorry. I, I, I crossed boundaries. I never should have did. And it was okay. You know what? I really kind of wanted an apology, but you don't always get that. And you don't forgive getting an apology. You know, you just, but the Lord did what I wanted him to do. And I kind of felt like I needed, but I didn't ask him for it. I just asked him to get it out of my spirit because he's my shepherd and he knew what I needed. He gives you healing for your soul. And, you know, I was listening to uh, Loretta Lividville, is that her name? I don't, I can't remember her last name. Yeah. And she is a hilarious lady. But she was talking about, and it just, it just happened to go with, along with everything that the Lord's been talking to me about, about in your spirit and what gets in your spirit. And she talked about being in a courtroom with a family member, 
And she didn't say the situation, but she said that family member was sent to prison, and she remembered them handing her his coat to take because he was going to prison. And she wanted to scream. She wanted to yell. She couldn't wait to get out of that courtroom. But she had people to drop off, and when she dropped them off, she went to church. And the Lord said, no, you can tell me you're grieved. Okay, but then you worship me. Because we worship him not for what he gives us, but for who he is. That attracts the Lord. And she said when she was in the hospital, her sister was 48 years old, and the neurologist came. I don't know what happened, but the neurologist came. It was unexpected, and he said, your sister is brain dead. And she said, I was in a waiting room with 40 other people, and I did what the Lord told me. I worshipped him. I spoke in tongues. I worshipped him. And he said, my three nieces, my sister's daughter, they said, okay, if Aunt Loretta, if she's going to do it, I'm going to do it. And the other sister said, if they're going to do it, I'm going to do it. And the other sister said, if they're going to do it, I'm going to do it. And they worshipped. When hard things come, when you don't understand, worship him. He can heal your soul. Let his spirit wash over you. That's what's going to bring healing and deliverance and salvation. And let him work it out. You know, she said, you know what I would go and do before? I'd go and I'd say, okay, Lord, now we got a situation here. And this is what I think needs to be done. Now you do this, this, and this. And then you give them a better job because that will help them to be this, this, and this. And finally the Lord said, you think I don't got this? You don't think I know what's best? You know, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not his thoughts. And I'm telling you, every time I thought I had it figured out and how the Lord should do it, he did a much better way than I could have. Because he sees the beginning from the end and we don't. All we see is this right here. We can't see past this, but he can. And what I think somebody might need, I remember my daughter-in-law, her father, he's a hard man. And sometimes you think God needs to deal with people that are hard, hardly. Like, okay, they dole it out, you dole it to him. But I remember in this one situation, she asked me to pray, and I said, God, I, I, I don't know how to work this out. I think he's a hard person. You know how I would do it. But he did a soft thing, a gentle thing. And that's what touched that man. The Lord... He heals. He knows what we have need of. He can restore and revive. He can open before me a pathway that my enemy has gone before me, but he opens it up. He can bring me to an oasis. You know what it would be like? You know how hot it is? And sometimes I take Rose, my my granddaughter, out for a walk, and that concrete just sucks up that heat. And in that neighborhood, they don't have any shade trees. And I think of those sheep and how when the Lord leads you to that oasis, that green, you know, um, when that brother from Egypt was here and he talked about there's not much green in Egypt, that oasis, how wonderful, how refreshing it is. He, he enjoyed Wisconsin because it's so green. You know, just think of the sheep coming to this 
from this dry, desert, rocky, not really pleasant climate to that oasis and how you just want to be there and you want to rest. And there might be date trees and fake trees and you, you just don't want to leave it because it's like a little vacation. Every day we can have that little vacation. We can go to that place that we need to go with him. He is Jehovah Sikenu, Jehovah my righteousness. I learned something about righteousness about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. It was such an eye-opener. In fact, I told this to Tammy the other day. I said, you know, when we ask God to forgive us, or when we ask God to forgive others, and we forgive those people, you know, we, we remember it. And we think, we, we equate God to us. We bring God down to that human level a lot of times. We don't realize that he's the king of glory. Because we sometimes are run by our emotions or our thoughts or other people's actions or our actions. So we think that that's how God is, but he's not. And so what I realized was when God, when I ask for forgiveness, we know that he puts it in the sea of forgetfulness. We know that as far as the east is from the west, he forgets it. But that's hard for us to understand because sometimes we just don't. Sometimes we don't even forget the things we do that we wish we wouldn't have messed up like that. But when he looks at us and we've put it under the blood, you know what he sees? He sees his righteousness. He doesn't see me. He sees him. He sees his righteousness. Oh, thank you for your righteousness. I, I pray that breastplate of righteousness on every single day. And I ask the Lord, Lord, if there are things that I need to confess, you bring it to the forefront. Right then, when it happens, if there was a word I shouldn't have spoken, if I got angry and I shouldn't have, right then I want to repent. I want to put it under the blood so that you will not see that, but you will see your righteousness. So that I can bring honor to him, to his name. His tracks, his footprints opens up a pathway to God's pleasures. I want to be where he is. I want to be, it's a relationship. Shepherd, you're with me every single day. He's my best friend. I know he's the Lord of glory, but he can speak to me. His sheep hear his voice, and none other will they listen to. I want to be present when he's there. I don't want to let it slip away. It's so easy for it to slip away. Yes, I have plans. Yes, there are things I have to get done. But you know what? I found that if I just take the time to listen to his voice, to read his word, to be sensitive, and to be aware, I get much more done than what I thought I could. He is Jehovah Sikenu, my righteousness. He, led, he will lead me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Because I carry his name. I'm called by his name. 
He is Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah is there. You're always with me. You're my help in time of need. Even when your path takes me through the valley of the shadow, the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me. Because why? Because I will never be lonely. For you are always near me. This is one. Oh, can you put that picture up, Sister DeMuth? This is one of the pictures of the shadow of the valley of death. And they say that they call it the shadow. It is truly a, a place. They call it the shadow of death because unless the sun is directly overhead, it will always have a shadow. Now, if you notice, it's not a very easy place to get through. And, you know, sheep are not very smart. I don't know. Have you ever done something that, like, maybe the Lord didn't really want you to do it that way? And you did it anyway? Or uh, did you think you knew better than what the Lord said? Or you just wanted to do it your way? Yeah. You know, sheep sometimes want to do it their way. Sheep, I'm sorry, but we're just not that smart. Sheep are just not. Have you ever seen a sheep jump into a, a ditch? And then they'll get it out of the ditch, and it will, run, it will go right back to that ditch. It's like, I just got you out of there, and now you're running back there? And you know, sometimes sheep are disobedient. And you know how he said when... That 90, when that sheep was lost, and he found it, and he put it around his shoulders. Well, really, shepherds used to. If a sheep was so disobedient and would not listen to his voice, they would break its leg, and they would mend it, and then they would carry it around his shoulders. Why? Because everywhere the shepherd went, every word the shepherd spoke, the sheep heard it. So when the sheep was finally mended, it knew the shepherd's voice and would be obedient to it. Sometimes we just reap the consequences. I mean, and life is just, it, is, it, it rains on the just and the unjust. But I still want to listen to his voice. Because this life is a test. He is preparing us for our job in heaven. He is developing his characteristics in our life. Every day I pray the fruits of the Spirit on me. Because I don't always have love. I don't always have peace. I don't always have joy. And joy is not happiness. And joy is not getting to do everything you want to do. But there's joy unspeakable. And if you've ever, one time in my life, I really felt that joy. I was going through some stuff. And I just said, Lord, they are not going to steal my joy today. And I cannot explain to you what came over me, but I really felt like the joy of the Lord. I could not stop smiling. I went to work. We had this customer, and she came to me and she said, I'm just so glad that you are happy today. And I'm like, I mean, people at work didn't know I was going through stuff. Nobody knew I was going through stuff. And I I always smiled and said, hi, and how are you? But the Lord sent her there to let me know 
I mean, I, I, I can't even explain to you what that joy was like. I just had a little taste of it for that day. And I've had joy since then, but not like this. And she said, I'm just so happy to see the joy on your face. You know, God does stuff like that for you. And I want to tell you something. It's so important to listen to his voice. I'm going to give you two examples of my life because I have to speak from my life. Years ago, Michael and I had been married for a couple of years, and he wasn't living for the Lord. And we were supposed to go to his mom and dad's house. And it was unusual during a weeknight to go. But I just knew in my spirit that we were supposed to go to that night. And he, he, no, he wanted to go out. He wasn't going to do it. And as soon as he left, the Lord said, pray for him. I mean, I heard it like I, I'm speaking it to you now. So I got down on my knees and I prayed until that burden lifted. I didn't know what. The Lord didn't say what. I just knew that we were supposed to be at his parents' house, not what he was doing that night. And he came home. He didn't have a license then, so he got a ride from other people or whatever. And he came home, and I am not kidding. I thought he had been in a fight. And what I didn't know was that he was in shock because he was incoherent. So I thought, well, he's drunk, and he doesn't understand what I'm saying. He was carrying one shoe, and he was, you know, always dressed like to the nines. And he had, it was in the 70s, so he had, you know, a suede jacket, and it was, you know, the whole nine yards, you know. He was carrying one shoe, and his knuckles were bloody, so I was helping him to get undressed and cleaning him up. And then I realized that um, he had had a, 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 quite a deep gash in his head, and I was trying to clean that out. And then I realized that his one uh, calf and knee were like five times as big as they should be. And so I couldn't get any because he was in shock and I didn't know it, I couldn't get any coherent answers from him, so I called his father. And we took him to the ER, and by this time it's midnight or later, and finally the doctor came out and was questioning us, and he said, well, I think he was hit by a car because somebody had called in a hit and run. And you see, it was in March, and one of his friends happened to drive by and see him in the ditch in the snowbank. If that person had not picked him up and brought him home, he probably would have froze because he already was in shock. It's very important to be sensitive to the Lord's Spirit. And the other thing I'm going to tell you is a, a years ago, after Landon got married, there were some situations and nobody knew. And in my mind, I just kept saying something over and over, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen next. Nobody knew I was saying this. I was kind of in a panic. I didn't speak it out verbally. I just kind of spoke it in my mind to the Lord. And uh, I hate my picture taken. It's just a thing. And my do- I had all my grandchildren on my bed, and I was reading them a story. Uh, before they were going to go to bed, they were all staying overnight. And my daughter-in-law came in and was going to take a picture of me, and I was ready to say no. And the Lord said, no, you just keep reading. Because I was just, it was at the end of the night and I looked a mess. I was a mess. And uh, so she took my picture and I didn't think anything of it. And after I got, we got the kids to bed, Naomi came to me and she said, and she's on Facebook off and on, not much. And she said, I sent this out on Facebook. And as soon as I did, there was a sister 
who I had met once, was over 800 miles away. But the Lord spoke to her to speak a word to me. And because she was obedient, and this is what the Lord said, Be anxious for nothing. I am the God of all your tomorrows. I hold your future. Allow me to lead you. Though destruction seems to surround you, again I say, I am with you. Nobody knew what I was speaking to the Lord. And this woman, over 800 miles away, who didn't really know me, and she didn't know me, spoke those words. That's why we need to be sensitive. Because the Lord may give you a word for somebody. And if he does, don't be afraid to text it and just say, you know what, you were on my heart today. I was praying for you. And this is just what the Lord kind of spoke to me. He does those kind of things. He wants to use us. There may be somebody down the street and the Lord may stop you and say, go back. You need to pray for that person. We need to really be sensitive to what our shepherd is saying. It may be a family member because he loves us. Because it's a relationship. It's not a five-minute thing. It's not a ten-minute thing. It's not a half-an-hour prayer. It's a constant being aware that he's there, that he loves us. He loves us so much. If we knew who we were in him and how much he loves us, you would be living a different life. I am telling you, it is life-changing. It is life-changing. He is Jehovah Sebaoth, Jehovah Lord of hosts. He is a God strong and mighty. There's nothing too hard for him. We don't need to figure it out. He's got it figured out. We just need to depend on him and look to him. Because his goodness chases after us. He pursues us. All the days of our lives, he's pursuing us. When I look back, when I didn't even really know him or know about him, and I look back and I see the events of my life and how one thing led to another, to another, to another, that led me to be able to stay and live with my grandparents, he chose them to raise me for part of my life. Thank God he did. I don't know where I would be. I can't tell you the situations and circumstances. And because of that, he led me to a high school that led me to two people that prayed for me for a whole year that brought me to the truth. You don't know. Every situation and every circumstance, he had his hand on me. He was leading me. He was guiding me. He was introducing me to people that I didn't know because he loves us. He's got your life laid out. If we could only hear his voice to know where he's leading us. He's everything I need. He's my army. He's the Lord of all. And the last one is Jehovah Helion. Jehovah Lord Most High. My focus is on you, Lord. I'm looking for you. I'm looking for his return. Every day I just say, Lord, I just want to be where you are. But if you have a purpose and a plan for my life until then, I want to hear your voice. But truly, that's what I want. If he came for me today, I would be so happy. But until then, I need to be 
sensitive to my shepherd's voice. I need to know what he wants me to do. I need to know where he's leading me. Because there are people out there that need to know him like I know him. And I want to know them. I want to lead them. I just think we need to pray. Ask the Lord to give us wisdom and direction. To give us ears that hear, O oh Lord. To give us eyes that see your kingdom as you see it, Lord. Oh, God, help us to bring into captivity every thought. Because you are the shepherd and the bishop of our souls, and you love us, oh God. You want to speak to us and lead us, oh God. You have plans for us of good and not of evil to give us an expected end, oh God. Give us eyes that see your kingdom as you see it. Give us hearts that will be healed, oh God. You know every need that we have. You know every situation and every circumstance, oh God. We don't need to fret. We just need to listen to your voice. We need to be present, oh God. I thank you for your word. I thank you for that you are the King of glory, the Lord most high, that you have come. Oh Lord, that you have a plan and a purpose. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that we can know who you are. We thank you for your righteousness. We thank you for Calvary. We thank you for every good gift you've given to us, oh God. We thank you, oh Lord, for your word. Let us hide it in our hearts. Speak to us, Lord. I just thank you for everything you've done and you're doing. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Sister Rudy. It's such a simple idea, one we've probably heard a thousand times. The Lord is our shepherd. And that's nice, and that's quaint, and that's kind of repetitive. But if we stop and follow the ramifications of that truth all the way through, we begin to see what a profound, revelatory truth that really is. We begin to see if we would just apply that truth, if we would just walk forward in that truth, How awesome a concept that really is. We have no need, folks. None. He provides everything that we need. Everything we have need of. I saw the handout uh, before we started praying and I got a little bit excited because I love a study on the covenant names of God. I love those names. And I heard, a, I heard a message from uh, Brother Jeff Arnold a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> he said, he's talking about the covenant names, and, and he continued. And God, because he knows we're so stupid, he just wrapped it all up into one. And you'll call his name Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little funny the way he presented it, but... Man, I, I love that. We have the fullest revelation of who God is. And it's true. Uh, there are many aspects of God that are unsearchable. And they are past finding out. But there are some things that He's revealed to us of Himself that we not only can know, but He wants us desperately to know. 
He wants us to know these things about Him. He wants us to have a relationship with Him. And He does want us to hear His voice. There are so many voices, and if you've ever tried to listen for the voice of God, you know initially how difficult that can be when you're not practiced at it. Because there are all kinds of voices out there. And, well, it's God's perfect will that we do hear His voice above all the other voices. Amen. Thank you, Sister Rita. Thank you. Let's pray in closing. We have received an awesome truth. And I want us to start walking forward in that. Knowing that this God, our shepherd, the one who did pursue us and does pursue us. You know, we wonder sometimes, especially when we know we're not doing everything that we could do or should be doing. We wonder if uh, maybe God's a little bit busy right now. Maybe, uh, Maybe He doesn't really have time for someone like me at this point. Folks, that is never, ever, ever true. That's never true. He always has time for us. He always wants us to come to Him. To spend time with Him. To have a relationship with Him. We serve an awesome God. And He provides our every need. Physical, emotional, spiritual, all of it. All of our needs are met in Him. Amen. Lord Jesus, I am so thankful for You. Thank You for this truth that You have given to us tonight. Help us to walk in it. Help us to to be persuaded of it. That all of our needs are met in You. Everything we have need of. And help us, I pray, I pray, I pray, to hear Your voice clearly. Crystal clear. Help us to hear Your voice above all the other voices out there. Help us to discern Your voice from all of them. Help us to follow it instantly, without doubting, without hesitation. Help us to give ourselves wholly and completely to You. Help us to trust in You. To have our faith and our hope and our confidence placed only You. That whatever we have need of, You're going to meet it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Continue to bless the people of God, I pray, as we go forth from this place. Bring us back to the house of God at the day appointed. We will worship and we will praise You until then. And all these things we ask in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen.